As Pastor Lusk has already mentioned at the beginning, Maundy Thursday gets its name from this new commandment, this mandate. It's Mandate Thursday, or New Commandment Thursday would be one way of putting it. And one central aspect or one central question to consider is what exactly is new about this new commandment? Jesus has already made it clear, Matthew's Gospel tells us, Jesus has already made it clear that the Mosaic Law, the Torah, is summarized in the two greatest commandments, which are essentially commandments to love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So when Jesus says this is a new commandment, what does He mean? In what sense is this a new commandment? Well, there are two Greek words that get translated new. And it helps to understand a little bit of the nuanced difference between these two words. There's one word that refers primarily to something that's new in relation to time. Something that is young or recent. Something that has just come about in time is said to be new. But there's another word, the word that is that Jesus uses here, that refers not so much to newness as time is concerned, but newness in terms of quality. Newness in terms of something that distinguishes it from what has come before. It's distinct. It's different. It's new in nature. It's different from the usual. It's better than the old. The other use of this word in John's Gospel is to describe the tomb that Je- in which Jesus is buried. Jesus was buried in a new tomb. That's probably not meaning that the the paint was still wet, so to speak. Uh, The uh, people who carved this tomb out of the stone probably had not just finished their work. The tomb could have been hundreds of years old, but it was new in the sense that no one had ever been laying in that tomb. It was unused. It was pristine. It was... New in nature, not necessarily in time. And you see this sense of the word new, especially in the book of Revelation. You have a, you have a new covenant. You have a new humanity. You have a new Jerusalem, a new name, new songs, new heavens, and new earth. So one way to think about it is that Jesus' new commandment is new in the sense that it supersedes and transcends the commandments that have come before it. It doesn't nullify them, it doesn't negate them, but it transcends them in some way. So Jesus takes the, the command from the Old Covenant, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and says, now... 
in the new covenant, you shall love one another as I have loved you. On Monday Thursday, at the Last Supper, Jesus instituted the Eucharist. He instituted the Lord's Supper. He transformed the Passover, essentially, into this new covenant meal. And in His actions, taking off His outer garments, laying them aside, humbling Himself, putting His garments back on, He prefigured, He uh, demonstrated in His actions sort of a, a shortened synoptic form of what was going to take place. A summary form, a parable acted out of what would take place over the next few days. His death on the cross, His descent to the grave, His resurrection and exaltation are acted out at the Last Supper. His humble service, His horrible suffering, His sacrificial death would manifest the love of God in such a way and to such a degree that it cannot and will not ever be surpassed. The Egyptians witnessed the power of God's right hand with the plagues and with God's deliverance at the Red Sea. The Israelites saw the glory cloud of God that protected them. Moses caught a glimpse of God's back, the back of God's glory. Isaiah saw the train of God's robe filling the temple. Ezekiel saw the radiant cherubim chariot of God. But no one had ever seen the glory of God as it was revealed in the risen Jesus. No one had ever seen the love of God as it was revealed in the bloody God-man on the cross. The new commandment to love is new because Jesus has upped the ante. He has raised the bar of love. He has set a new standard by revealing the love of God in all its fullness. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. God Himself has done this. Jesus has loved us to hell and back. He has exercised His divine sonship in astounding compassion, suffering with us and for us in His death on the cross. This is the definition of love and the standard with which we are to love one another. The only love worthy of Christ is self-denying, self-sacrificing, self-effacing, humble service, even to the point of death. But it makes perfect sense for Jesus to issue a new commandment to go along with all of the other new things He is inaugurating in His death and resurrection. The Passover was the central event, the central type of salvation in the Old Covenant. And here Jesus is accomplishing a new Passover, a new Exodus. And there are many ways in which you could uh, examine this. There are many facets of this reality. 
let me just point out a few of the new things that Jesus is accomplishing and why it's appropriate for Him to call this a new commandment for this new exodus. Jesus is the new Moses bringing about a new exodus. That's what He was talking with Moses about on the Mount of Transfiguration. While Moses brought about, he brought plagues of judgment on the false gods of Egypt, Jesus, through His death on the cross, has cast down the ruler of the world, Satan himself. Moses brought the people to Sinai to worship God, while Jesus brings us to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. Moses went up on Sinai to receive God's law. Jesus meets with His disciples in the upper room, a figure of Sinai, and He promises them and later gives them His Spirit. God birthed a new covenant people through the bloody doorposts of the homes in Egypt and through the watery deliverance of the Red Sea. But Christ has formed a new bride for Himself in the water and blood that flowed from His side on the cross. Just as the Passover marked the beginning of the Israelite calendar, the 14th day of the first month, and it was a form uh, of a new creation that God brought about in the Passover, so the death and resurrection of Jesus has inaugurated a new era and the new creation in Christ. And think about it too from this perspective. Each household was instructed to sacrifice a Passover lamb, to put the blood on the doorpost, and to eat the lamb. Each household. But now Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. And of course... As I've already said, the Eucharist is the transformation, the glorification of the new covenant meal for the new Israel. No longer do we eat on the edge of our seats ready to flee Pharaoh as the Israelites were commanded to do. Now we recline at God's table as kings with Him. Moses and the elders went up the mountain to feast in the glory cloud on Mount Sinai. But now we all feast in God's very presence. And so as the Great Commission is the sending out of the church into the world to disciple the nations, the new commandment in John 13 is another sort of new creation mandate. It's a new calling for a new humanity through loving one another as Christ has loved us in this way. It's the primary way that the world will be transformed and glorified. It's the primary way that we witness to the Gospel in the world. It's the primary way that the triune love of God Himself is manifest in the world. And as we memorialize the sacrifice of Jesus before the Father, and share in this feast with one another. 
Let us receive the love of God, abide in it, and share it freely with one another. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank You for Your humility. We thank You for the humility of Jesus in taking on our sinful humanity and humbling Himself to serve us even to the point of death, death on a cross, that He might be exalted to the right hand of the Father. Lord, teach us this way of humility. Make us to be what we are in Christ, the one body of Christ, Your new humanity, Your new creation, united together with You, sharing in Your divine love and freely sharing that love with one another. May it be so even tonight as we participate in this communion supper together. Make us what we eat. Make us one with you. In Christ's name, amen.